everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Tigers and Takedowns podcast. I'm Morgan. I'm James. And before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsor, Wrestling Central. Uh, Wrestling Central can uh, create any of the custom screen printed uh, items that your wrestling team, either club or school, might need. They've got awesome singlets. They can do headgear. They can do shoes. Uh, they've got backpacks. They've got hats. They've also got a lot of really awesome Mizzou wrestling merch. Specifically, you can get... Um, different Mizzou wrestling t-shirts, uh, both featuring the whole team and also featuring specific wrestlers, uh, which is awesome to see that NIL action coming from a cool uh, Missouri-based business. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to them again for sponsoring our podcast and for supporting Mizzou wrestling. You can check them out at wrestling-central.net. Absolutely. Um, so we'll just kind of dive into it a little bit late here. Busy week for us. Yeah, uh, thanks for, uh, you know, you can listen to this on your drive absolutely. to St. To Louis. Uh, where Mizzou is taking on Illinois in the Stifle Theater, 7 p.m., streamed on UFC Fight Pass. Um, Going to be a good duel. We'll we'll kind of dive into the preview of it later. But first, Mizzou took on a Big 12 opponent, Air Force, and beat them pretty handedly, 38-3. to Yeah, almost had a shutout here. Yeah, taking nine matches um, and kind of just hit the big ones. Noah Certain comes out and texts Tucker Owens. Uh, kind of crazy. Rankings just came out today. Certain's all the way up to number, number two, two, which, which is... I'm almost positive is a career high for him. Um, you know, he took out Yori Volk. Yori Volk recently took out Richie Figueroa at the Reno tournament. So Certain's undefeated. He's his wins have been just he's racking by them up. crazy margins too. Like when he's when he's winning big, he's winning by a lot of points. And so. Tucker Tucker Owens is a very solid guy. Like he had a weird loss at CKLV, but. He's definitely he's a former qualifier, a guy I expect to be in the rankings, but certain beat him 17-1. Owens didn't really have anything for him in any position. Yeah, and we were just talking in the car too about, you know, you could flip a coin and decide who was gonna be like the next, you know, person in the top five at 125. Like this is super volatile. Mm-hmm. It, always subject to change. These guys are just just throwing each other around. But for the time being, we are super excited that Certain is ranked so high, and he has definitely earned it so far. Absolutely. Super high on him. Awesome to see him start to get some some more national recognition. Um, 133 pounds. Cade Moore got came out uh, with another start and got another win, this time with a major decision, 12-3 over Gavin Caprella. Not too much to take away from this. We kind of talked about going into the duel. A hand, there were a good number of matches where it's like yeah we're we'll we'll just have to see what the match looks like yeah you know more looked good he he pushed for bonus his offense was looking good did some good stuff on top so all good things there um at 141, we got to see the return of Josh Edmond back into the lineup. Uh, he talked to us after the match and said you know he's feeling fine after mm-hmm. you know just got sick got kind of flu-like stuff after that or before the last duel. So was feeling totally fine, ready to go. Um, got an 11-6 decision, um, but I would say looked solid. You could definitely tell that um, that Garrett Kuchan kind of had a plan uh, ready for how to kind of evade some of Edmund's typical attacks. Yeah, Edmund actually gave up an early takedown going for a lot of throws, yeah. but ended up kind of going back to – Back to his leg attack, second, third period, and had more success there. So, solid win. Uh, Logan Joffrey had a guy, Joe for now, who I think is pretty solid and and just majored him 11-3. Um, even with that win afterwards, Coach Smith talked about how he felt like, you know, 141, 149 left some points on the board. 
Uh, Joffrey looked really good here, but I can kind of see what he's saying. There were a couple scrambles that you would normally see Joffrey wrestle through, but he was just kind of hung out in a stalemate. Mm -hmm. um, and but, I mean, Joffrey talked about it. He was one of the people yeah. he interviewed also, and he kind of talked. He was like, totally agree. Yep. And so, you know, coming off a dominant win like that and your first thing being like, dang, like left some stuff on the board. Like that's I, I think that's a good thing. It is a good sign, not just to be complacent with like, yeah, I got the win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brock Mahler continues his absurd run this season with just a tech, tech, over, after tech. over Gable Brooks. 16-0 uh, really got to work from top. I thought that he was going to get it off of one takedown. He got like an early takedown and then a turn and his, then locked up a cradle, got back points yeah. with it, didn't get a pin with it. But like, I mean, he had a ton of points off his very first uh, takedown. His his tilt, um, his two-on-one tilt is looking really good. Mm -hmm. um, something that he said that he was wanting to do more and get more of. And so, I mean... Well, I think that's five techs on the season right now. His career record coming into this year was eight. eight. Yeah. So between this new rule set and him up at 157, he's just tearing through guys. It, it'll it'll pick up, and that'll be the real test. But I mean, right now he is hopefully hopefully building up that confidence they can carry into those big matches. Um, 165. Keegan O'Toole gets a major decision over number 23 Gianno Petricelli. 23-12. Um, kind of, was kind of weird. It, yeah, it was. It was all O'Toole. He was like, I think one takedown away from the tech. Yeah, and then I think just kind of forcing things a little hard. Um, Coach Smith kind of talked about just like trying some new stuff, trying to make something happen. And Petricelli, tough kid, did what he you know didn't just lay over and roll over and let it happen. Actually, took down O'Toole twice, twice. in the third mm -hmm. period. Kind of crazy, but uh, you know. Sounds like maybe Keegan was just trying some new things and might just have to workshop him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it was definitely never a situation where the match was ever in danger or out no. of hand or anything. But yeah, let, let's let's iron out some of those uh, some of those attacks before before some even tougher competition down the line. Um, Peyton Mako took out Drake Buchanan seventeen to two. Um, Mako actually got hurt early, uh, oh medium early. Yeah, I think he had a pretty good lead at this point, but he uh, he kind of caught his ankle or came knee. down funny right on yeah it. um got his ankle taped up finished the match got the tech uh something to keep an eye on for sure is he's got there are two injuries in this duel that kind of could make the illinois duel a little interesting just mm -hmm. with where things line up but something to keep an eye on for mako i mean he's been looking so good this season um so hopefully he's all good there. Um, 184, the Tigers' only loss on the night. Sam Wolf beat Clayton Whiting in overtime. Uh, we kind of talked about how Sam Wolf has been having a really good yep. year. He's a veteran. Uh, and it's going to be also like an interesting test of both styles and us talking about Whiting, you know, getting tested on his on his defense and um, against leg attacks. And this kind of showed that he had a little bit to work on still. Yeah, it, Whiting just kind of had a hard time getting his offense going. Kind of felt like his his cardio, while something that's normally a strength of his, like I just kind of he like looked a little tired. looked looked more tired than than he normally does. Kind of earlier in the match than you would expect, and uh, just didn't have that same pop. You know, yeah. To be clear, his tired is not like the same as you know other guys like struggling to get off no, the mat yeah. and tries. Like he still was like very active and in it, but it did seem like he's normally the one that's like right up at the line first yeah. thing and ready to go, and that wasn't exactly the case here. Yeah, did not feel like your typical Whiting match. Um, and you know, it's kind of felt like lately he's really locked that spot up. If you're 
speaking of uh, the next guy we'll talk about 197, but Colton Hawks, you know, I think Whiting's probably still the guy, but if there's ever an opportunity for Hawks to, to get back into the lineup, it would probably be after something like this. Yeah. Um, like I said, don't really expect it right now, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. It'll be interesting to see how Whiting kind of responds to, to his first loss uh, of the season. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, coach Smith always kind of talks about these, these weights where you've got multiple guys that could definitely be in the ranking just in terms of, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see if, you know, guys going and getting solid results and that'll be the guy, but you know, he's always got these guys in his, in his back pocket and it's great to have depths at these different weights. Absolutely. And so short week, we'll see what practice looks like, but Colton Hawks, he still got to wrestle. Rocky didn't wrestle because of the short week. I, it sounds like he's just kind of still, working back into the lineup. So Rocky sat to prep for the Illinois duel. So Colton Hawks bumped up again, got a really solid 4-1 win over Calvin Sund. Um, Hawks 2-0 at 197 this year. You know, he's got a really good style. Uh, he's got very good, like his skill set just transfers really well. He's got the strength. He's got the cardio for it. So um, We'll see. You know, it's good that he's still in their game matches. I'm sure Mizzou is pumped that they have a guy that can do something like that. Um, Rocky, like like I said, it sounds like he's just kind of working his way back. Hopefully, he's, we'll see how he looks at the Illinois duel, but hopefully back to 100% here soon. Um, heavyweight, Zach Elam, Tech, Antonio Ramos. Ramos, no Wyatt Hendrickson. Nope. So, uh, some people are going to call ducking. But I'm going to defend Hendrickson a little bit here. And it could be. I don't know. But so Hendrickson wrestled at U23 Worlds earlier this year. He ends up winning gold. But in the finals match, it looks like he torques his knee pretty bad. And in my semi-professional opinion. As a, as a, almost practically a PT. Almost. Uh, you know, like some of these guys in college have these absurd rubber knees that you can do so much with, or even if you do get hurt, you can Spencer Lee won an NCAA title on no ACLs, you know, like it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I, I do think that Hendrickson's probably a little banged up. I think that as far as what his health is, it, I don't know that he's a hundred percent working back from it or getting used to wrestling with some sort of knee injury. So mm -hmm. kind of similar to Rocky, instead of having, uh, Hendrickson come out here and against a really tough and on a hot streak Zach Elam who who put him in danger last year at NCAA's with a big throw and I'm sure had this match circled Hendrickson went to the Reno Tournament of Champions got four pins and a pretty dominant major decision in the finals um, you know I think it's one of those things like I said he's probably he's if I had to guess I think he's banged up I think he's getting used to wrestling like that and it's He's having to adjust his style some. He may be working back to the mat. We don't know what his practice looks like. So I don't necessarily – I would not necessarily call this a duck. But which, also ducking is what everyone on wrestling Twitter is talking about right now. So if we don't bring it up, then the algorithm won't pick up our podcast. The, yes, it's it's a hot topic right now, um, as it usually is this time of year. But I do think Hendrickson's case is a little – I want to give him a little leeway because he does not seem the type of guy who – does not want to wrestle tough matches. And he was still out there wrestling uh, pretty pretty solid guys. He wrestled Josh Heinzelman in the finals and kind of dominated him. So um, just wanted to put out there. But Zach actually ends up getting hurt in this match, mm -hmm. finishes the match like Mako, but had to take injury time. I think his knee. That's why that, he's kind of pointing it. Like. Yeah. Um, so 
again, just kind of have to see what that looks like. It's a short week. It's still relatively early in the season. It's uh, first semester's finishing up, so it's kind of that weird time where if you're not 100% in a duel that necessarily doesn't, you know, matter, quote-unquote, yep. then uh might be smart to sit them. Yeah, just so get a little rest. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, and we'll keep all those different injury caveats in mind as we kind of go into our Illinois preview. So, again, this is uh, going to be kind of a cool experience. The uh, duel is going to be in St. Louis, so kind of, kind of a neutral site for either of them, but also mm -hmm. pretty accessible for either of their fan bases. Um, yeah, it looks, I saw the map and it looks like it's almost sold out. Yeah, there are very few seats left and it's cool because it's theater style. So, you know, they're going to be like wrestling up on the stage and then all the fans will kind of be in theater style seating behind it. So it's going to be a really cool um, environment. We'll kind of just touch on this briefly. Just, you know, uh, and Illinois has, you know, a couple guys that we want to touch on, but also a few that. One, you just don't see that often, you know, not a big 12 school. Mizzou's been wrestling a lot of conference, and this will be out of conference. But um, also just kind of highlighting the ones that we think will happen and why they would be exciting. Yeah, and if if it means anything, you know, normally I am someone that when Mizzou has a duel coming up against a team that I haven't watched a ton of, I will sit and grind some tape and stuff. But it's just been a week, and I have not been able to do that. I'm familiar with most of these guys just historically, yeah. but um, <laughs> I've – I might not have the same kind of breakdown as I normally do, but uh, Illinois, they're ranked 24 this year. They're three and two in duels. Um, they, they're kind of redshirting some of their best guys. I know. I was like, I, I was asking James, I was like, well, are we going to get to see Lucas bird? Cause Lucas bird is one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. I think bird had surgery in the off season. He's a two time all American at 133 pounds. Um, I saw him at the Lindenwood Open, and I meant to ask, but he was coaching all day, so yeah. I didn't want to interrupt him. But I think he's taking a red shirt of some kind. Um, but they've got a rent guy at that weight regardless. So we'll just, like like you said, we'll just kind of run through these matches and cross our fingers on what happens. Um, Justin Cardani, he's a two-time qualifier for Illinois. He's in his sixth year. He's got good wins here and there. Um, he's lost his last three to ranked guys. Uh, Cardani, he's tough. He's experienced. Certain uh, is just, I mean, he's on number another level. two in the country. So. He's, he's he's on another level right now. I I think he can score bonus points. He, he's always been so good from top. I mean, he's turned so many guys that people do not realize how good he is from top. I think, um, and his neutral offense has gotten so much better with with his finishing and his scrambling and just taking shots. So uh, I I think certain by by major at yeah. least here um, um so let's talk about 133 even though it's not going to be uh lucas bird it's uh going to be number 28 anthony madrigal which if that name sounds familiar he is a former ou wrestler uh so he wrestled there for two years three, three, three years he was a three-time qualifier for him three-time qualifier last year he had an injury and mm -hmm. didn't wrestle and then he transferred in the offseason to illinois yeah He's uh he hasn't wrestled in all their duels. His last duel or his last match was almost three weeks ago at the beginning of December. Uh, so I'm not 100 sure what he looks like this year. Uh, but historically, yeah, let's say we've seen historically him he's, he's super good from top. Really tough. Yeah. Um. So more or seltzer here. You know, 
Moore has been wrestling well, similar to Whiting. So I think you just kind of keep putting him out there. Yeah, but, I don't know why he wouldn't get the start. You know, 133 is wide open. Madrigal is is one and one right now, but is one of those guys that has a skill set that could end up um, in that top 16 or or higher by year's end. Uh, and his, like I said, his top wrestling is just is so tough. And especially when you're putting out young guys. It's going to be a good test, you know. More. Yeah, would love to see more be able to capitalize on kind of the momentum he's building and and get a ranked win here, but it's going to be a tough one. Absolutely, um, 141 pounds. This is another good match. You got Josh Edmond versus Danny Puccino. Uh, Puccino is ranked 19th. I was just looking at the updated rankings. They came out this morning. Um, Puccino didn't actually didn't qualify last year, oh. but sorry. sorry, that's our husky. Yeah, but. Uh, he loves wrestling, so he's he's <laughs> he wants to he he has a lot to say about he's, Illinois. He's got a lot of opinions. Um, but Puccino, he's got if you look at his, his year last year, he's got a lot of really good wins. He even had a win over um oh shoot, I don't remember his name. He was an all American for Purdue, kind of unexpected. He was like the 12 seed, but um not even actually. But uh anyway, Puccino, like he's got those good wins, just can't really put them together, and he'll take these weird losses. You know, he's one that like he's ranked, but if he wasn't taking kind of these weird losses here and there in his career, he would be even higher. Um, he's very in your face, good hand fighter. He's going to push the pace. Um, I am curious, you know, Edmund is not afraid to go upper body. No. Puccino is going to be potentially a tough guy to do that with. Uh, so would hope to see, Hopefully, Edmund just comes out and keeps getting those leg attacks. It I, has, like, you know, some of that energy coming in that was maybe missing last time. Like, obviously, he's still got a solid win, but just, you know, gas tank full, ready to go, yeah. like, really going for a lot of his offense and putting a lot of uh, different moves together. Getting back to that underhook, stringing some of those those fakes and attempts together. I mean, when, when Edmund's going, he's going. Yeah. So, he's just kind of, you know, this would kind of be his, his signature win here if he can get it. So... This will be a, a a solid test that is is harder than the rankings might indicate. I think they're just one spot away from each other. But, you know, Puccino is definitely a guy that, that will be a good test. Um, at 149 pounds, expecting Logan Joffrey. I think most ranking sites are still using Pulliam, but I I have not heard that Pulliam necessarily won the spot. Joffrey went last time, so... I mean, if they had to put Pulliam in, I think it'd be a really similar conversation mm -hmm. for what we're having here. They both look awesome this year. Absolutely. So while Illinois is seems to be redshirting a lot of their good guys, that also includes some true freshmen, um, including Cannon Webster. The, he was the number 10 recruit out of high school in 2023. He's 3-0 and this year in duels. Um, hasn't wrestled any ranked guys, but you look at his freestyle over the summer while he was still a high school senior, he actually beat uh, Jesse Mendez of Ohio state. Who's an all American. He's pretty lanky. He's got good leg attacks. Um, you know, anytime you're wrestling a young guy like that, the, the top work is the mat game is kind of a discussion. Um, and so for Joffrey, he's just got to get to his leg attacks, win the scrambles, put on a tough ride. See, if if they put that uh, freshman out there on the stage, then then make them feel it. Yep. You know, like just put the pressure on and and see if you can make a melt. Put a big a stamp bit. on it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But if if not Webster, then Jake Harrier. He's two and four on the year. I would think Joffrey would would be able to go out and get a, a solid win there. Uh, I just feel like with the situation, um, 
Illinois looking to probably get the wins where they can, then then Webster would be, I would think, would be a go here. Yeah, which would be exciting to see. Um, another exciting freshman that we could say see at 157 is Braden Skulls. Uh, Skulls was a top 30 recruit and actually an Askren Wrestling Academy wrestler out of high school, you know, like half of Mizzou's team. Um, so, you know, he's scrambling, you know, he's got a lot of, uh, interesting offense so far. His only loss this season is to, uh, you and I's Robert Weston. Um, and his biggest win is probably to UNC's Sonny Santiago, who's like a, not ranked, but pretty solid. He was Puerto Rico's U23 rep actually. Yeah. O'Toole beat him. Um, uh, Skulls is, is there. They, they also have a guy in Joe Roberts who, uh, I was actually not familiar with. He's 4-0 on the year, and he's got an overtime win over Johnny Lovett of Central Michigan, who's ranked in a multiple-time qualifier. Um, Roberts is a guy that I definitely expect to kind of get in the rankings. Um, but either way, this should be a pretty good test, another solid test for Mahler, uh, a bit of a step up in competition, maybe more – I'm trying to think of someone comparable, maybe like a John Wiley or a Matty Bianchi yeah. of Little Rock, kind of some tougher matches he's had, but – more experience now and more matches under his belt. See if he can keep that kind of pace up and, and push for a major or, or you know, get keep, another one of those tests. Keep, keep getting He's got to beat his own record. Yeah. The big thing is we know his neutral offense is great. He got his top work going last time. So just have to see if that uh, continues here. Mm -hmm. Um, 165 pounds. Keegan's going to win. All right, next. <laughs> Unfortunately for Illinois, this is one of their weaker weights and they don't really have a guy in the wings that, People don't really know about they. Uh, Luke Odom is is who I have as the starter. He's one and one in duels this year. He got tagged by Andrew Cernigli of Navy. I mean, it's O'Toole. Yeah. It's it's like, does he get the pin or is he gonna uh, get a tech? You know, it's yeah. just kind of what new moves is he gonna try out? Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll expecting typical Keegan Keegan stuff. Yeah, uh, at one seventy four, like we talked about, you know, this will kind of be a question mark. Here, if you know Mako's ankle is feeling better and he's feeling uh, ready to go, and if not, we might see Ellis Flieger here, who you know mm -hmm. we've seen a couple of times, um, both in some of these open tournaments and also at a duel to kind of fill in. So he actually has not wrestled in a duel. Oh, I thought he had. Uh, uh, no. Oh, I think he weighed in at one of them, and it was like a potential, but then Mako came out. That's probably it. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of surprised by that too. Um, yeah, if Mako goes, this is match of the night right here. Uh, number three, Edmund Ruth. Undefeated. Not to be confused with Ed Ruth, which is what I keep doing, but that's his brother. <laughs> Ed Ruth, who was a three-time NCAA champ for Penn State. And graduated a, a while ago. Yes. He he is actually a coach at, at Illinois now. Um, for for those who don't know, I feel like if, you, if you're if you a recent college wrestling fan or a casual wrestling fan, uh, Ed Ed Ruth was one of like just the, the best wrestlers ever. Like the stuff he did was unreal. Mm -hmm. um, Edmund, you know, he's... He takes he, after his brother. He does. Their styles are different a little bit, but he's got that same just like absurd athleticism mm -hmm. and just kind of a unique feel. Uh, last year, Ruth actually beat Mako in the finals of the Tiger Style invite seven to five. Which was um, also freaking fireworks. That match was yeah, incredible. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Ruth actually went on to go 30 and eight and make the round of 12 in his first season at Illinois. He's got great doubles. Uh, sometimes he'll randomly have these matches where he just doesn't get his offense going and but it's like slows tight. it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for either Mako or Flieger, uh, I think the best thing aside from getting their own offense going is 
when Ruth takes a shot, don't let him finish clean. Yeah. Get make the, him scramble. Get the scrambles going. Make the exchanges last longer. See if you can wear him down over the course of seven minutes, you know. And even if you're down a score or two, can you can you come back? Um, Ruth is really solid. Mako wrestled, you know, obviously lost to Adam Kemp of Cal Poly, you know, gave up two double legs in that match. It's going to be kind of a interesting to see if, you know, what the style looked like, looks yep. like here. But if, if Ruth comes out shooting that double or, uh, well, I'm, now I remember, I haven't gotten a chance to go back. He had, he was really good with, I think underhooks double underhooks mm -hmm. or but either way you know just kind of see Mako got a feel for him last year obviously that was over a calendar year ago yes. but what does it look like going in here hopefully Mako goes if not Flieger and we'll just kind of have to see Flieger's got that scrambly style that can yeah. make things weird sometimes so um Flieger actually got majored 16 to 6 by Ruth at the invite last year so we'll just kind of have to see how the match goes who comes out there um, then we'll have a, a pretty, ex I would say it'd be exciting just because it's a rematch from last year, um, against, uh, Dylan Connell. Um, he's ranked 20. Well, I don't know if he's still ranked 28. He's I think so. Yeah. Looked at the updated yeah. rankings, but, uh, Whiting's actually two and O against him already. Uh, he was also at the tiger style invite and, uh, Whiting was able to get a five, four and a two, one win against him. Uh, those scores were kind of a little bit close um but we have to think about you know how much whiting has grown in the past year over the past season and kind of how much his offense has gotten stronger cleaner he's able to finish what he wants and then also that three-point takedown is a big factor here so you know if he was getting one or two in those last ones now those points are are going to add up a lot faster plus how he's been looking so um i think that after kind of a tough loss um at the last duel He's going to be coming out really ready to go, really to get back on that that hot streak that he was on. And this certainly seems like the opportunity to do it. I don't think that this will be too much of a struggle for him. Yeah. And, you know, if Whiting can come out and not only get the win, but separate more than, than last year, I think it would show a lot of his growth. And Connell's super tough and has good defense and is good positionally to kind of challenge that. So if you're looking for a spot for Whiting to really – show his growth and not just from last year, but even a bounce back from last week. A, another factor in last week, it was finals week. Yeah. Who, I mean, that's one of those things you don't really think about, but who knows what, what that freaking looked like for those guys. I can only imagine. So it'd be a good place for him to kind of, you know, write that narrative of, of the type of wrestler he is this season and the type of wins he's going to get. Yeah. Good, good chance to bounce back against a ranked guy. Um, but, you know, at the same time, on the other end, it'll note for, looking at Illinois point of view, Hey, you got a guy that you, lost you one barely point. lost. Yeah, yeah. Twice, you know, it's, and while I don't necessarily agree with it. A lot of people are like to say in wrestling, it's hard to beat a guy that many times when you're wrestling so close. Yeah. So we'll just kind of have to see how that, what that looks like. Um, so like I said, Rocky didn't go against air force partially to go be, be a hundred percent ready for this duel. He, he'll probably see Isaiah Pettigrew. Pettigrew, who's two and three on the year. It's his first season as a starter. Um, this is one of those weights where Illinois has, I believe it's Zach Bronigle. They have like four of them on the team. Um, but he's taking an Olympic red shirt for Greco that and he's pretty solid. But Pettigrew isn't bad. He's he actually beat Tommy Hagan and Jesse Cassatt at last year's Tiger Style invite. Um, 
he has a losing record, but his losses are all within a takedown and to some ranked guys. So it's not bad. Um, Rocky, he's looked good here and there, but this will be, this will be a chance to see, okay, you know, can you, we know, we know you can win, but can you get back to scoring bonus? Um, Obviously he's come close a couple times or came close against Novak, but. Is he feeling comfortable enough after that injury to kind of really open it up and let it go? Yeah. Open up, maybe get some work from top going just while not necessarily a ranked match, just another solid match again, where the win is somewhat expected come out and do that. But then how far past that can you go? Mm -hmm. And then at heavyweight, you know, we kind of have the same situation we have at 174 with Maka where it's, you know, Zach was injured at air force and he's going to be one of the ones that had a a semi exciting kind of, uh, ranked match here. Yeah, Luke Luffman, probably Illinois' second best guy. He's ranked number fifteen. Um, Luffman is a uh, two-time qualifier. Uh, they actually wrestled in the 2020 season where Zach pinned Luffman in 59 seconds at Midlands. Um, but that was a long time ago. Luffman's bulked up some. He's he's more experienced. He's got really good wins in his career. Uh, his only loss this year is to Dayton Pitzer, who who was number 10. He might be higher now. Um, if Zach doesn't go, then you're probably looking at either Cole Gripka mm-hmm. or, or, Stoner. or true freshman Jarrett Stoner. Um, I think Seth Nitzel's in red shirt. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where I think he, quote, took a red shirt in 2021, which was the free year. So it's like, oh, does that red shirt count? I don't COVID. Know. Yeah. COVID really meant once once we're four years past COVID or maybe six years past COVID, then we'll all be way clearer about how much eligibility <laughs> yes. guys have. Uh, it, there's only a matter of time till wrestling has like an eighth year guy because of COVID and medical and Olympics. Who freaking knows? But uh, but yeah, so could see Cole Gripka is potential. I also put in true freshman Jarrett Stoner. You know, Stoner is definitely a smaller heavyweight. I I don't know what he's weighing in at, but I would be surprised if it's over 225. Yep. He's big, he's he's strong, but you know, still getting into that heavyweight class in college. Um, I would imagine the duel is ideally locked up at this point, uh, but we'll just kind of have to see how it goes. I Stoner's got uh, opportunities with the new red shirt. Well, not so new, but the red shirt rules. Uh, I think he's only used two of his opportunities of right. five. So you know, give him a chance. I, I guess. Yeah, if Zach needs to. I, I like I like how Stoner wrestles. Yeah. Like, I it's hard to say that the true freshman that's a little small is going to come out and beat number fifteen. Number fifteen, but you know, I I like how he wrestles. He's shown a lot of good stuff. I I look forward to him growing into the weight because yes. I do think he can do some cool stuff. But uh, could just be a fun opportunity. But at the same time, if you want to give whoever. Ideally, Zach goes. Um, if Zach goes, I, I well, I don't expect a 59-second pin. I don't think you can rule it out with how fast Zach's been getting off the mat lately. You know, and if his knee is bothering him, he's like, let's get this done. That's the best way to do it. You yeah, know? that's I, what you did in high school. I was going to say, I, I tore my labor my senior year, and I was just like, yeah, if I can cradle a guy in under 30 seconds. Then and, my shoulder won't start hurting. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see. But uh, – not the most exciting duel, unfortunately. Illinois kind but of the just atmosphere. The atmosphere is going to be awesome. A Big Ten duel is always good. I think Illinois actually beat us last time when we wrestled uh, at Saint Saint Francis Howell. 
Do you remember that? Like 2019 or something like that? That was when I was still a baby wrestling fan. Yeah, that was your first season. Um, So always be good. Mizzou, Illinois is not really a rivalry, unfortunately, in wrestling like it is in like basketball. Yeah, the bragging rights is like a few days later. The day after, I think. Oh, yeah, it is the day after. Also in St. Louis. The Stifle Theater is attached to the stadium the basketball games. Yep. Um, So, yeah, kind of a a weird week. Not our our most researched uh, episode, but... I think it'll be a good duel. Should be fun. Cool atmosphere. UFC Fight Pass has been doing really cool stuff with streams. Also, the media is behind the stage. So if you get the UFC Fight Pass, please take a look out for me and James because we will be right behind the <laughs> We will we will be there somewhere. <laughs> um so yeah, I think I think that's all we got, right? Yeah, and you know what? This is a great road trip listen, and then you can, you know, put on a, a some some Christmas music or something for the rest of your drive to St. Louis. There so, you go. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back with a uh, a recap of this uh, sometime in the new year. We'll see what happens because um, uh, Mizzou's right back on January second with another home duel. Yes, yes, and we're we've got some big break plans with the bowl game and stuff. So we'll, we'll be pretty busy. Yeah. But, but uh, we'll we'll find time to recap. And then Virginia Tech, we'll, we'll preview that and just kind of see how it goes. It'll be good stuff. Again, thank you to our sponsor, uh, Wrestling Central. I, I'm not kidding, guys. I'm a little bit picky when it comes to T-shirts. And I, I've said before that the Elam Brothers T-shirt is really soft. And I've also got one that's like all five All-Americans from last year. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's a cool one. I wore the one from the Tiger Style invite that got made just for that event. Some of the softest and nicest t-shirts. And I wouldn't say that. If they were just cool designs, I would just say that. But they are also just super really nice soft t-shirts. So treat yourself. Get the wrestling fan in your life. Some really cool stuff. Um, and support Mizzou Wrestling. That's what we're all here to do. So thank you again to Wrestling Central. That's wrestling-central.net. And you know what we say. Mizzou is a wrestling school. Bye. Bye.